Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. That's a wrap. Yo, that's a wrap. It was an amazing experience. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Hope we got some laughs and good entertainment. This is Warriors Wrap-Up. On 95-7, the game. Thompson, head up with a dribble. Fades, tough shot on the baseline. It's up and good. Falling out of bounds. Clay Thompson with a degree of difficulty that is off the charts. <laughs> a runner falling out of bounds. Yeah, two for Clay Thompson there of his 34 as Clay goes for 24 in the first half. He likes these Saturday night ABC Showcase games. Welcome you inside Chase Center and actually just outside Chase Center. Thrive City Warriors Team Shop is where I'm coming to you here for Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson with you. 888-957-9570. 888-957-9570. As the Warriors beat the Celtics tonight, 123-107. to One of the... Best wins of the young season. I think probably the best win of the young season for the Warriors as uh, they get the job done in a big-time way, coming off a couple of tough defeats and and really what was probably the biggest gut-punch loss that the Warriors have had uh, this season. So 888-957-9570-888-957-9570. That is the phone number two. Give me a call or shoot me a text here. John Dickinson with you. Until about 9.30, uh, inside the team shop at Thrive City, the Warriors shop, uh, typically open from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., uh, people filing in here post-game, getting their gear for the holidays, getting their hats, getting their jerseys, getting all their Warriors gear, uh, and a lot of specials going on, uh, including our ticket giveaway special. Mentioned this in the pregame, and we pay it off now here in the post-game, as we did a ticket giveaway uh first fan to come in the warrior shop after the game and give the phrase warrior shop would win two tickets to the jazz game on december the 28th and uh, isaiah and adam came in together right here at the beginning of the program isaiah and adam and they have claimed 
the two tickets to the Warriors Jazz game on December the 28th. So we appreciate everybody for for playing there. They had the correct phrase, uh, Warriors shop. And uh, so they're going to walk away with the tickets to that game on December the 28th. A couple of things to just let everybody know about. uh, Fans who spend $75 at Warriors shop in person or online uh, through Rakuten's platform, they can redeem a free exclusive Empowered hoodie as part of the Empowered collection. Uh, Also, the Warriors right now shopping online through the Warriors shop uh, can receive 25% off uh, purchases as well. The code BIGSAVINGS25. That's BIGSAVINGS25. So, uh, yeah, stop by, say hi, get your your shopping in here. Uh, Warriors wrap-up from the Warriors shop on 95.7 The Game. All right, let's get to some thoughts on this one as the Warriors get the job done, as we will hear from Steve Kerr. We'll hear from players downstairs in the Bill King interview room uh, back inside Chase Center. Uh, I I think tonight was probably the Warriors' best win of the season. Rematch of the NBA Finals, Warriors and the Celtics going at it. No Andrew Wiggins, and you know that that it really is going to be a difficult, difficult challenge for the Warriors with all of the wings that the Celtics have from Jason Tatum to Jalen Brown to Grant Williams to, to so many others uh, along that, that Celtics bench. But the Warriors really did a number defensively uh, in this one. I thought the defense set the tone for the Warriors in this game tonight, and specifically the defense on Jason Tatum, who the Warriors really made struggle in the finals uh, they made Tatum a, a volume shooter they made Tatum a, a turnover machine they just made him really uncomfortable uh, getting to the basket he was bad at the rim in that series uh, and and really was a pivot point for the Warriors as the series went on as to how they were able to to flip it from 2-1 down into a a 4-2 series win in an NBA championship and it, it felt like more of the same Clay Thompson uh, got off to a tremendous start both offensively and defensively. Clay with the 24 in the first half, and, and he was letting it fly, but letting it fly in a, in, in a good way, hitting and letting it fly. But I thought his defense in particular on Tatum early in the game was critical. Uh, he blocked a shot in transition uh, on Tatum. Uh, Tatum was 0 for his first three uh, as the Warriors went with the three-guard lineup, played well outscoring the Celtics 25-21. Jordan Poole was on Grant Williams, who started for the Celtics. Clay had some 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 action. He was lively uh, in this one uh, tonight. Kaminga did a nice job through stretches on Tatum off the bench, but I think Jason Tatum, one of, what, six players in the league scoring 30 or more average, and the Warriors took, took the head off the snake. Uh, for for the Celtics in, in this game tonight. Uh, Jalen Brown went for 31, but they made him work for it. But 6 of 21 for Tatum. Uh, he was in his own head, it felt like, a little bit as well. Uh, as he ends up with 18 points. And it felt like some of the vibes of the NBA Finals. Warriors up 33-25 after one. A lot of Clay Thompson in this one. Steph Curry with the buzzer beater. Uh, three at the end of the first quarter, and uh, the Warriors looking good, plus eight in the Curry minutes in the first quarter. Energy was still there uh, with the second quarter unit as Clay Thompson came back in. Uh, Celtics made their first little mini run of the game, cutting it to five, and uh, you know not very many turnovers in this one as the Warriors would then push the lead back up to 11. 
before they had a, a poor close. 9-3 Celtics closed to the first half in that second quarter. Three straight turnovers leading to seven straight points for the Celtics. Uh, but Curry hit a three right in between that to keep the keep the Celtics at bay and keep the Warriors in control of this one a, a little bit uh, tonight. Clay Thompson, 17 shots in the first half, 10 of 17, the 24 points. Uh, felt like the Warriors really uh, were in a spot where they could have been up more but also could have been in a really bad situation if they had been down in that game, down in that half, up five at the end of the the first half. You you had to feel pretty good about that. And Jason Tatum not doing much uh, in in this one. Third quarter, uh, the Warriors, again, withstanding. Game was kind of hanging there uh, with, with the Celtics having opportunities uh, cut it down to 76-73, but the Warriors again made some timely three-pointers. Curry then Clay to to keep the lead before the Warriors did push it back up. Couple of leak outs for the Warriors uh, as the Celtics transition defense just got shredded. Couple of long misses. Curry with the touchdown passes. First one to Clay, then one to Poole. Celtics tried to go small, didn't matter, uh, and and the Warriors were, were really playing one of their better defensive games, I think, of the season. Especially when you factor in the fact that that Celtics came into this one with the number one offensive rating in the league and and number one in terms of three point percentage in the league, hitting forty percent from three. Warriors held them to thirty percent from three, twelve of forty in this one. So just a, a really nice job all around. Great energy from the Warriors. It felt like top to bottom. And again, just one of the best defensive games that the Warriors have have, have played. And then in the fourth quarter, 27-20 Warriors in the third. In the fourth quarter, uh, the Warriors able to, again, just withstand second unit, uh, a plus one with Curry out at the top four minutes of the quarter. Uh, Celtics had cut it down to 13. Uh, but the Warriors put this thing away in the final minutes, a 14-2 run to put the Warriors up 20, and it, it never really felt like the Warriors in that fourth quarter were truly, truly threatened in this one uh, as they led by as many as 20. Uh, some lead changes in this game early for the most part, uh, and the Warriors go on to win it 123-107. to So 888-957-9570, I think a little bit of a message sent to the Celtics that, hey, you don't want to play us if, if you're the Golden State Warriors. And I think uh, there was some defending champions' blood on display tonight saying, hey, you know, Warriors have some things to work out, but if they are able to work them out and get to a point where they are playing in, in, a, in a conference finals or an NBA finals, I think that they gave the Celtics something to think about as far as future head-to-head matchups tonight in doing what they did tonight without Andrew Wiggins. I think that makes it all the more all the more impressive because Wiggins was the primary on Tatum going back and a big part of why he struggled in that finals. To be able to do that with Clay and to be able to do that with Kaminga tonight, I think it sends a message. And, and I think the Celtics may say, hey, Warriors may not even make it to the finals. We'll see. It kind of feels like the long haul for the Warriors right now is potentially more problematic. But they showed tonight that in the big games, if you have to beat them four out of seven, they still very much will be a a, a tough, tough out with Steph Curry uh, putting the Celtics to bed in key moments and Klay Thompson rising to the occasion. It was was final three games of the the finals, Klay Thompson, on full display tonight uh, in another performance which 
is very much like a couple he had on the ABC Saturday Night Showcase games last year. Clay likes these games. You think I'm kidding. Looking back at the last two ABC Saturday Night games in the regular season that the Warriors played in, 38 against Milwaukee in March, 33 against the Lakers in February, and he had the place electrified. He had the place electrified tonight. So 888-957-9570, that's the phone number to give me a call or shoot me a text. Tim in North Carolina up first here tonight on the phones on Warriors Wrap-Up. What's going on tonight, Tim? What's up, Jay? Hey, man, I if they can add Kaminga as a wing defender on this team to go with Wiggins, Clay, Draymond, it's a game-changer, man. And seeing the game slow down for him out there, he will fall into 14 or 18 points just simply from his athletic ability, power, strength. I mean, it's a game-changer, J.D. So this is December. Imagine what happens in March, April, if he doesn't get hurt and continues to be trusted on the floor like this. It's a game-changer, man. So all we need is Moody to come to the party, Moody or Wiseman to come to the party in the spring. And it could be a game changer. Like I said today when I talked to you guys, Jay, I do not see us needing Jakob Pertl. I just, I don't see it, Jay. I, I, but again, I just think it's a game changer because this kid is going to bring something next level um, with the power, the size, the strength. And, and you can see it slowing down for him, J.D. And it's just amazing to watch it and see this thing play out this way. But um, great win, man. Just wanted to talk to you for a little bit, man. Yeah, excellent win, Tim, and, and thanks for the call out, out in North Carolina tonight, 888-957-9570. Uh, I think you're spot on with Kaminga being able to fall into points. I think the term that I used is he's not chasing his offense. It's it's a lot of dunks. It's putbacks. It's cuts. It's transition opportunities. It's little post-ups. And, and tonight, a 6 of 9 in this game without Wiggins against the Celtics, 14 efficient points. It is the, the the more meaningful version of what he did in Salt Lake City on Wednesday where he was 10 of 13 and went for 24 points. It's the other things, though. It's the willingness to move the ball. It's the rebounding. It's the defensive uh, prowess and athleticism and, and really getting after guys when he's on the floor. Making his presence felt on that end, I think, that's, that's earning him the minutes. He ended up with 21 tonight and just meaningful, meaningful minutes. For, for Jonathan Kaminga, and, and yeah, uh, it, it, he is seeing that if he does the other things and, and plays at that level, the, the flash plays are going to come. The points are going to come. The shots are going to come. He did knock down a three tonight when the Celtics refused to guard him, right? They, he, he was looking for somebody to pass it to. Nobody came out. There was an extra second to where he could even take a dribble and said, hey, I'm taking this corner three off the dribble because you're not respecting me. And he... He took it and hit it, and that's the kind of three that he needs to take. I want to see his threes more in that one of two, one of three range, uh, you know, and not getting carried away with taking five, six three-pointers a game and and not even worry about scoring a basketball, but knowing if he puts himself in the right spots on the floor, he's going to get easy buckets, and he's going to get opportunities to do what he did to Jason Tatum in the fourth quarter, which is basically put him in the basket. Uh, and and that is the, 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 the splash and the flash for a guy like Jonathan Kaminga. He makes one of those plays every single night. It's felt at times like he's almost chasing those plays and chasing points and chasing his offense. When he doesn't do that, he still gets his points, but he does it in an efficient way, and he does it in a way that that doesn't really constrict 
anything and everything else that the, that the Warriors are, are trying to do. So I, I think that's what makes it all the more impressive. If, if Kaminga can be a 20-minute-a-game guy in big games, doing a lot of the things that he did tonight, and you get Wiggins back into the fold, uh, yeah, I'm not sure Jakob Pertle is the right fit for me. I, I said more of a wing player, but if Kaminga can play like this, and this is the start of something on the regular, him playing a lot, games more like these last two and really the last four or five, then that's a big-time add for the Warriors and something that they didn't have here over the course of the last month. 888-957-9570. Let's keep it rolling on the phone lines. Ricky is up next here in Boston on Warriors Wrap-Up. What's going on tonight, Ricky? What's up, J.D.? How, you doing, How they feeling in Boston tonight? How they feeling in Boston at, at about midnight uh, over, over there in the East Coast uh, thinking they were going to get a win tonight inside Chase Center? Yeah, they, they, they're sad and they're... Uh... They're sad and they're mad, but that's how they always are here in Boston, man. They're always sad and they're mad. You know, they thought they were going to get the W wrong. Clay Thompson came in and stopped Jason Tatum. You know, on the first half, you know, he was playing some good defense. I, that's what I was waiting for, man. I was waiting for that aggressiveness from Clay, man. Not just on the offense, but on defense, too. He brought the smoke tonight, baby. You know, he redeemed himself with that, with this game. What happened, you know, the other night against Utah, man. I mean, I still, I'm still a little shocked over that game, but either, either way, either way, man, I like this game tonight was awesome, man. But um, you know, with Clay, right? Like you said a little while ago, he loves these prime time games, man. You know, I remember the, the the Nets game, the Lakers game, the like he said the Milwaukee game last year. You know, ABC games, he loves these. We need we need Clay more on ABC, man, so he could be a monster like he was tonight, man. Let's go, Doves, man. Great win. Thank you for your time, JD. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for the call, Ricky. 888-957-9570. Make no mistake, Clay Thompson loves these ABC Saturday Night Showcases. And, and the home ones in particular, uh, for those scoring at home and looking ahead as far as the next ones, Warriors don't have one for a minute. Uh, you got to go all the way to February 4th. Uh, the Warriors did have a couple of them in a row. February 4th, February 11th, February 11th, the night before the Super Bowl, the Lakers are here. And then the week before that, the Mavs are, are in this building. The Warriors also play the Bucks again in March. So three more of those Saturday night showcase games at 5.30 coming up here between now and the end of the regular season. And, yeah, Clay has showed out in a big way uh, in, in those games. But uh, I thought, you know, the, the offense was there, and it was great to see. And Clay was – tonight was a night where Clay was hunting shots, but but he was hitting shots, and so you don't mind it. But I think the reality is the 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 defense is really what, what set the tone uh, in this one for the for Clay Thompson in particular, and the Warriors overall probably their best defensive game of the year. Uh, I think top to bottom again when you factor in how the Celtics had been the number one offensive rated team in the in the league, uh, but but yeah, Clay I thought set a big time tone. The, the question was who's going to guard Tatum with Wiggins out, and Clay wound up taking the taking the reins and, and, and handling business in this game tonight. All right, Shaka in Berkeley. But before we get to Shaka in Berkeley, uh, let's welcome you to our, our 9 o'clock hour here tonight on Warriors Wrap-Up. You're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ-FM in HD1 San Francisco. Always live on Twitch, YouTube, and the free Odyssey app. 
Yeah, John Dickinson back here inside the Warrior Shop at Thrive City outside Chase Center as uh, fans are, are still hanging out here, checking out all the gear, looking at the, the hats and shirts and getting all the, the holiday purchases made uh, as well as uh, the Warriors. Big win tonight, 123 to 107. Let's, uh, let's get back to the phones as promised here at 888-957-9570, and that's Shaka in Berkeley. What's going on tonight, Shaka? What's up? What's up, J.D., man? That was a great, inspiring game by our team, man. Uh, Draymond set the tone early when he came with the national broadcast with, with uh, Stephen A. and Wilbon and, and, and the lady. He was uh, said they, they didn't fear anybody, and that was a strong statement by him, and he backed it up by everybody's play. It, let, it lets us know that they are champions, and they know when they need to uh, step it up, they can. And I was also... Well, Kaminga just did a great, had a great game. His athleticism is second to none, and that's why we would be a fool to ever give up on him. So he was, it was a great. He's starting to let the game come to him, and it just shows that what a great player he can be. So and also show with Poole playing good too, and we even able to rest the starters like this. Like you know what was happening earlier was when the reserves came in, they lost the lead. They did a great job of keeping the lead. The since I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name, he played a great game too. Was aggressive. Uh, it just was a great game by the everybody, and I'm I'm really happy to see that. And I know we can, we're still we we still have the the, the ability to be champions in, in the NBA. Thanks, Shock. I appreciate the call. Yeah, you mentioned Dante DiVincenzo, and you know, Dante DiVincenzo, in a sense, may be the he 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 may be the bench version of of Andrew Wiggins in the sense that. You you wind up getting twenty thirty minutes into a, a post game show and you realize that you haven't talked about somebody that that made a real positive impact on the game and that's exactly what Dante Divincenzo has done of late and and has done really for the most part all year. He doesn't always score a lot. He can be a little erratic offensively, but but the ball pressure. Uh, I think uh, on defense has been something that that has really been welcomed. He gives 15 to 20 high energy you know defensive minutes to this Warriors team and I think it's it's been highly needed and and tonight it was a key fact. He was a plus 20 tonight in in 17 minutes and and the bench played well. Steve Kerr had to tweak it with with Wiggins out and Poole going into the starting lineup. A few more minutes for Moody, Anthony Lamb split it up. Kaminga got the bulk of it, but but Dante DiVincenzo somebody that uh, haven't talked about him a lot, but has been a key I think. You know, his return coincided with the Warriors and the turnaround where they they started to flip it from from being a three and seven team up to being you know he was out for most of that three and seven and the Warriors were really counting on him to be a young veteran type presence to to help this team so having him back in the fold has been uh, truly beneficial eight at eight nine five seven ninety five seventy let's go to Adam in Oakland next here uh, on Warriors wrap up what's going on Adam what's going on what's going on man how you doing you hear me. Yeah, loud and clear, good, Adam. Man. I'm doing good. Now I was just about to say, man, Clay, Clay's gonna always be Clay. Yeah, he turned the uh, he turned the uh, game up this uh, this time, man. He did a good job coming out the gate, serving, doing what he know best what to do. Yeah, he was he was excellent tonight. There's there's no doubt. And, and thanks for the call, Adam. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, he was absolutely big time. Like this was a, a, a champion's blood kind of a game. It felt like for the Warriors. I, I don't think there's any doubt 
uh, about the fact that you know Celtics coming in, Celtics number one in the NBA, Celtics with the top offense, Celtics now the favorite to win the NBA championship this year. Warriors coming off of a, a real gut punch loss in in Utah, a game they figured they were going to win against Indiana. Things are starting to slip after they had worked their way back to being a couple of games over five hundred, and then you got this six game road trip coming up beginning on Tuesday in Milwaukee and it felt like there was a little bit of a pivot point potentially you know had the first pivot point when they were three and seven they flip it around they get themselves to a point where they're 13 and 11 and it felt like maybe this was another pivot point with that Indiana game where maybe they were going to go into a slide and maybe things were going to have to get a little bit worse before ultimately they got better but to not have the Celtics come in and make a statement to them to flip it around and make a statement to the Celtics. And look, these teams are going to play again in about five weeks in Boston. Uh, I think it's a Thursday night TNT game and the Celtics and their fans look the crowd will be lively in, in Beantown as, as it always is. But I think this is the, the kind of message where I think the Warriors sent a little one to, to the Celtics. Hey, we're still the champs and even though the Warriors are not, you know, playing at a level that they want to be playing at, that if they do get it together and, and get themselves to uh, where they can, you know, navigate a top four seed, let's say in the West, and and, and get to an NBA Finals, you're not going to want to face them, and and you may have to to acknowledge some of your prior playoff demons, uh, and and that's where the the Jason Tatum game tonight, man. You look, I mean, that the, Jason Tatum not playing well against the Warriors is a thing. Like, that's a thing. It it happened in the finals. As that series went on, the Warriors started to take Tatum away more and more. And tonight, it looked like a lot of the same from what we had seen going back to the waning games of that finals. And, you know, frustrated, turning the ball over, missing shots, even missing some free throws. And so, I mean, that, that's one that... I'm gonna I'm gonna mark down here for for future meetings. And again, look, if these two teams meet in the playoffs, it would have to be an NBA Finals. There's a long way to go there. And but the Celtics had been to this point a team that it really appeared like they were they were on a mission. And and the Warriors slowed that up uh, in in this game tonight and and dropped them just their sixth loss uh, of the season here uh, to this point in the in the first uh, nearly two months as we're getting close to it here uh 21 and 6 so still good enough for the for the best record in the in the nba uh with milwaukee hot on their heels in the in the east but uh, a much needed win for the warriors as, as you look at where they are right now in the overall standing uh in the western conference now they had fallen all the way out out of the play-in tournament we'll get you the updated notes here on that uh, the win puts the warriors back in ninth now, just like that uh, Dallas has dropped a couple in a row now, so they're back at 500. Utah got beat uh, tonight uh, as well. And so, you know, you win a game on the right night, you might vault yourself up two or three spots. You you lose a couple of games in a row, you might find yourself falling three or four spots. So so tonight uh, on, the, on the positive uh, end of that for the Warriors, and we'll see what happens between Portland and Minnesota. They're going at it right now up in Portland and one of those teams is going to is going to take an L and whoever it is they're both 13 and 12 so one of those teams is going to drop uh, beneath the Warriors uh, so they're going to end the night to close a business uh, at uh, what would be eighth in the in the west in the western conference and I think again you'll you'll take that uh, as long as it remains 
so jumbled up uh, as it has been uh, to this point. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. Warriors wrap up here on 95.7 The Game from the team shop, the Warriors shop uh, here at Thrive City outside of Chase Center as uh, we talk about this one. Warriors improving now to 14 and 13 and getting another home win as uh, you look at the dubs now at home on this season improving to what does that make them 12 and 2 so 12 and 2 at home 2 and 11 on the road the road has to get uh, better than it's been but uh, you'll take the 12 and 2 at home and and 12 and 2 with some with some quality wins uh, as well uh, as you you know start to look around at uh, everything that's going on. A couple of text messages, Xfinity Mobile text line uh, here on Warriors Wrap-Up. Uh, let's see, uh, almost everyone in the positive until the last minute of mop-up time. This one from the 510. Uh, Poole Pool still struggled, one of nine on threes. Yeah, Jordan Poole wasn't hitting threes tonight. But uh, I thought overall, again, his his free throws were probably the most important part of of his game they they hit him on grant williams defensively but he was able to get to the free throw line which we saw him do in the finals and you know he was shooting the three ball better than anybody at the end of the season last year and on into the playoffs but his ability to get to the free throw line i think more than anything when the warriors have things cooking is what you know in particular makes his play dynamic that's the one thing he should always be able to do is get to the free throw line and and especially when he's playing with Steph and Clay you can let those guys knock down the threes on on some nights get to the free throw line stop the game allow the defense to to set up for the warriors to where they're not playing as much transition and i think that's you know that's a way you can go 5 to 16 it's still score 20 points on a on a night where you really need uh the you know you really need the the added points coming in knowing that the Celtics have been uh, as great an offensive team as they have been. All right, let's get to sophomore in Pacifica on the phone lines here. What's going on tonight sophomore? You're on Warriors wrap up. Hey, thank you. I got to go to the game tonight and uh I noticed something live. First of all, it was great to see Kaminga in person as he's you know steadily raising his game. The Warriors were not smooth as silk, you know, championship-level perfect tonight. They were good, but the Celtics seemed to be lacking a little energy. I remember the first game of the finals last year saying, oh, my gosh, we can't, like, we're having a hard time running our offense through, through these guys. They look like the, the monsters, you know, compared to other opponents we had played, and it was a very tough series. I did not see that same grit and focus tonight from the Celtics. Did you see that, and why, why might that be? No, I think you're. I think that's a good point, sophomore. I, I think you're you're spot on with that. And I I noticed the same thing. They were not locked in tonight. I know their their defensive numbers have have not been as good. Their their defensive rating. I mean, they are ninth still in defensive rating, but they were, you know, they were top top in in the NBA last year. So I think they've they've slipped a little bit in defensive rating. I think some of that is by design. Uh, to to try and and improve the offense, and they're taking more three pointers, and they're hitting three pointers to the tune of of forty percent from three coming into the the game tonight. They dipped below forty percent with the the twelve of forty and thirty uh, percent in this game. But I, I think I think they've sacrificed a little bit of the offense, or a little bit of the defense to try and get more offense because they looked at that series and I think in particular against the Warriors and thought, hey, we got to score more to be able to beat the Warriors. Just 
got too bogged down too frequently. And even though they were able to stop the Warriors, there were just stretches where Curry got off or Wiggins got off or Poole or Clay. There were just too many stretches where the Warriors, even when they were well defended, hit shots. And that was a big part of the difference in, in the series. And I think the Celtics took a, a look at their club and thought more playmaking and more shooting and more ability to improve the offense and get better shots and take the right shots. But I think I think the defense has been sacrificed a little bit for that. Still a top 10 defense uh, at 111.1 per 100 possessions, but not the dominant force that it had been. All right, 888-957-9570. We'll pause here. We'll come back. We'll hear from Steve Kerr and others uh, in the interview room as the Warriors beat the Celtics 123-107. to You heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast curry on the logo down the five down the four curry backs up to the star of the logo dribbles fades and takes a deep three it's up a good at 
the buzzer. Curry knew it. He was already jogging back to the far side to tell the crowd the other end, this one's good. End of one. Curry slams the door in the corner. Didn't even see it go through the net. 33-25, Warriors lead after one. Now back to Warriors wrap-up on 95-7, the game. It's just a ho-hum 32 for Steph Curry tonight. 6 of 11 from 3, 12 of 21 overall. Six boards, seven assists, controlling the game, plus 20. And, yeah, the look-away three to uh, close the first quarter there with the Warriors up by eight as they go on to win this one, 123-107 to at Chase Center over the Boston Celtics. 888-957-9570. Still time to sneak in a couple of more phone calls as we keep things rolling here on Warriors Wrap-Up. But right now, let's go ahead and head on down to the Bill King interview room uh, inside Chase Center and Steve Kerr, who addressed the media following this one. Would you say that's your team's most complete performance this season in, in your mind? It was a, it was really solid. Um, you know, I, 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 I can't really compare, but definitely, you know, one of our better wins of the year and because we're playing against the best team in the league. And, and I just thought we competed and, uh, did a, a really good job defensively, tried to, you know, make things as tough as possible for them. And, uh, and we gutted it out. I mean, we, Steph and Clay obviously had it rolling. So we were making shots, but there were points in the game that things were not, necessarily going our way and i thought the guys hung in there really well as you kind of discussed the various cross matches to, to open the game how did you land on clay guarding tatum and then what did you just think of really his first six minutes guarding tatum but also scoring i thought clay was great he's an excellent defender and he's strong um that's a, probably his best attribute is just his size and his ability to uh to be you know be able to withstand you know an athlete a player like tatum who's who's big and strong and athletic so and then it felt right just because you know you got loon and draymond behind the play um and they're our best rotators and um communicators so i thought clay did an excellent job don't want to make too much of a regular season game, of course, but could you feel that there was a bigger buzz in the arena tonight? Yeah, definitely. Crowd was excited. Uh, we were excited. I mean, you know, just the the uh, the feeling of going against the team that you just played in the in the finals, and especially the way they've played this year, uh, they've just been you know so good, so dominant. So I thought we needed a game like that. You know, we, we've been a little bit stuck in the mud, and it feels like we've gotten better over the last few weeks, but, you know, not a whole lot to show for it. So this was a, an important win for us. You knew, you know, without Wiggins, that Kaminga was going to have to have a pretty big role on this. Put him out there in the middle of this game. What did you think of his his focus, his energy, his whole game? I thought J.K. was great. I mean, uh, you know, just his athleticism and size and strength, to be able to bring him off the bench and put him on either Brown or Tatum. And then the, uh, the way he can switch and stay in front of people, you know, whether it's, um, those two I just mentioned or, or Marcus Smart or Brogdon or, you know, the, the, the guys, Derek White, the guys who are, um, attacking. JK has really helped solidify our defense and given us another, uh, weapon that we can put on the, the best players, uh, that on the opponent. Steve, Joe mentioned how hard you guys were closing out on their shooters. Um, what kind of led you to take that approach against them, given that they might be able to, you know, 
go by guys or, you know, take advantage of that with passing? Well, they're the number one shooting team in the league from three, 40%. So you have to um, get out there and challenge. You can't let them set their feet. And, and, and I thought they missed some that they would normally make. It wasn't all us, but our guys did a good job of uh, playing with a lot of energy and um, trying to challenge and then, you know, pull in behind the play. You still, that's the real challenge against them is, you know, you still have to, to help if you run them off the three point line, you've got to bring help and then you got to get back to three point shooters uh, after they, they move the ball. So we did a pretty good job of um, keeping them from getting into a good rhythm, but um, you know, that that's just, it's one game and, and it wasn't their best night for sure, but uh, it's a good night for us. What do you think overall just did work against Tatum defensively? I mean, we, we just, you know, try to make things as difficult as possible. He's such a great player. And, and, um, you know, we, we, um, I thought we closed out on him pretty well. I mean, he got nine three pointers up, but I thought a lot of them were off the dribble. It felt like uh, half of those were off the dribble and those are much tougher for everybody. Doesn't matter who you are. So we just tried to stay active and stay in front of him and bother him as best we could. Another clay question. There was a segment where. Even with Draymond and Kaminga in and just Jalen and you put Clay on Jalen when almost any other time, I think you would have put Draymond or, or Kaminga on Jalen. Was that a reward for Clay or was it just because you felt he had it going that way? Yeah. Clay loves, uh, taking the best guys. I mean, that's, um, he takes great pride in that. And, um, you know, he was playing so well. It was just, yeah, let's, let's, let's keep the matchup. Another big game for Looney. It seems like you just plug him in. He does the same thing solid every night. Just another kind of typical game for him. Yeah, you know, they, they threatened, they, they got it to eight, I think, with five, five, five and a half minutes left. And I took the time out and we, we got Looney back in the game. Uh, he just has a way of calming things, you know, settling the game down because he rebounds, because he defends. Uh, he does such a great job communicating. So it was, it was great to be able to, to go to him to, to close the game. And it felt like as soon as he got back in the game, you could feel the change. We, we, we settled down. We got a couple stops, a couple buckets in transition and, uh, and took, took control. Dante with a plus 20, yeah. uh, and he's obviously very tough out there mm-hmm. and on the ball. Uh, is he showing, I mean, yourself and, every, you know, all the main guys that this is a guy you can count on oh, for, yeah. for real tough stuff? Yeah, you know, he's such a great rebounder. I mean, he's a guy who, a little bit like Steph, you know, the, the shot goes up, and, and Dante is heading to the place where the ball is going to end up. And uh, same thing on uh, loose balls. He's the first guy there, and that's such a valuable uh, quality to have for a player. And then um, he really loves taking on the defensive challenge. He puts a lot of pressure on the ball, and, uh, you know, he's uh, he's a different maker for us uh, i've said it a few times but you know what you want off the bench is energy you want to feel a player's presence when they come off the bench and that's how that's how dante uh, makes an impact he just instantly you, you you can see him flying around getting rebounds getting loose balls and um and making plays as you look forward view this road trip i mean it's six games pretty crunched a couple back-to-backs just how big a challenge is, is what's ahead yeah it's a huge challenge i mean i i think what um the, the good thing for us is that you know nobody's running away with the west so you know we're 14 and 13 we've probably lost you know three or four games we very easily could have won uh but we lost for a reason we weren't really ready to win close games i didn't think we were solid enough and uh I'm hoping that this is a sign that we're getting there and um, it'll be a great test to go out on the road for six games against really quality opponents and uh, see if we can uh, you know, have a successful trip. And uh, I just, I like where we're heading because the, um, the guys off the bench are starting to play and, and um, really assume 
you know, their, their roles and, um, our defense seems to get, be getting better and all of that points in a good direction. Kind of just piggybacking off that question in the last game, there was kind of a gut punch at the end and you guys responded as you did today against the Celtics who have the best record in the league and you've had a lot of success at home, but not on the road. So what is having a win like this? Draymond Green called it a statement win in the hallway. What is having a win like this kind of do for you guys as you approach this road trip? Yeah, it's a tough trip. And you, you know, you always want to leave, leave home with a win before you go out on a, on the road just to get a little momentum and feel good on the flight and all that. But it's going to be a, a tough trip, a lot of good teams, but, um, great challenge for us. And, and we feel. Like this, this, this win should give us a little confidence and, and hopefully it carries over and, and we have a good trip. All right. So Steve Kerr there. Yeah. Big trip for the Warriors beginning on Tuesday and it's, it's not going to get any easier at Milwaukee. And then they go to Indiana. That's the second of a back to back. Then to Philadelphia and Toronto with a day in between each of those games. And the conclusion of the trip with a day in between Toronto and a game at Madison Square Garden against the Knicks and then a back-to-back the next night in Brooklyn uh, against the Nets. So six games in nine nights. The Warriors do have two days off before the trip begins. They have three days off after the trip ends and before the Warriors are back on the Chase Hardwood, which is going to be two weeks from tomorrow, Christmas night is going to be the next Warriors home game against the Memphis Grizzlies. So six big road games, and the Warriors getting no, getting one back tonight after a couple of tough, uh, unanticipated losses, given the way that those games played out. So looking at a couple of the things that, that Steve Kerr mentioned there, yeah, one of the better wins of the season, obvious point. You know, Clay's defense came up in, in this one, and, and I think, you know, he mentioned Clay's strength, and I, I think... You know, the 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 bigger wings are better matchups right now defensively for Clay, and we saw this a little bit in the finals. Like Clay's going to play better defensively against a bigger guy like Tatum that that isn't quite as quick and fast. You know, it's not like it used to be where he would chase the Chris Pauls and the and and the Westbrooks and 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 guys like that around and and do it effectively. Now he's better uh, on the wings, which I think does. You know, if you can bring Kaminga in, as he mentioned, and put Kaminga on a on a guard, and DiVincenzo can pressure the ball. If you can bump Clay up a little bit as far as a defensive assignment, uh, I think it 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 goes a long way toward maximizing his effectiveness and I think that's one way where the Warriors have tried to use their their current circumstances and and their opponent you know specific game plans to be able to to use clay in a manner that that allows him to to be his his most effective and and clay is is always up to the challenge that's the one thing you know good bad or indifferent you know clay thompson is going to accept the challenge and and not back down and 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 he he walks the walk as far as still thinking hey i'm a four-time champion and i can get it done at a high level and nobody's going to have a better night than me on me and so that type of mentality you know some nights the shots are not falling some nights there's some some mistakes mentally as there was in the last game but but you know you're always going to get uh, an honest conscientious effort from clay thompson especially in the bright lights games especially in the games where you're playing uh, you know rematches of an nba finals or, or a team that comes in to chase as the celtics did tonight with the with the best record uh in the nba and and yeah it wasn't the celtics best night as, as coach kerr alluded to but the Warriors made it, I felt like, not their best night. And I think that was 
that was a key. Like, they challenged the, the Celtics in the paint early, and Tatum in particular. It had that feel. It had those vibes of some of those games going back to June when the Warriors made life really difficult on on the Celtics. And, and again, Tatum in particular. And Kavon Looney, the, the one guy you know, we talked about. Hey, DiVincenzo's the guy that you go through the whole show and you don't talk about him. And, and Kavon Looney, man. Like, yeah, the calming effect of, of Kavon Looney and his ability to stabilize and rebound and, and, and those 16-game those players. Kavon Looney's a 16-game player. Uh, I think, you know, you know Steph and Clay are always going to be, and Draymond, 16 games, game players. Wiggins proved himself to be last year. Poole, I think, can be. Uh, and, uh, you know, the question is, can they get Kaminga and DiVincenzo potentially to be? Then, then if you're the Warriors, you got action. Then you got action. That, that's 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 when you know. Eight 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 nine five seven ninety five seventy. Let's let's go ahead and hear a couple minutes from Clay Thompson, star of the night tonight. Thirty four points for for Captain Clay, and he met with the media. Well, obviously, a lot to be made of your offense. But what did you think of your just two way performance and your defense, especially on Tatum? That was good there in the beginning. Felt really good to pin somebody off the backboard. I haven't done that. I think in four years. So. That was probably my favorite moment for myself tonight. But um it wasn't just me. I had a lot of help, and Jason missed a lot of shots he usually makes. So collective effort, but I thought my energy was great to start the, start the game. Your defensive responsibility would have been big, even if Wiggins was playing coming into this game. But, I mean, how much more are you going in knowing you're probably going to get the primary assignment on Tatum and all that? I cherish being able to move out there and play defense and compete more than I ever have before. So when you face the best, your game usually reflects that and you try to rise to the level of competition. And um, for such a long season, it's always really fun when you get to play the best teams and you don't see them often, especially the teams out east like Milwaukee and Boston. Kerr mentioned that it was good to have a game like this just because of the moment, the way the crowd was reacting. Do you feel like this team kind of needed, you know, whether it's to get your attention, whatever the, the thing is, to, to have a big game like this right now? Yeah, especially after Utah, that was a terrible experience. So respond the way we did felt great. I mean, we were able to flush that one in Salt Lake after that collapse. So it's always nice to respond with a great performance, and we did that tonight. Clay, it's been two, maybe three weeks, I don't know exactly, since you said that you kind of cut back ties with uh, social media or backed off on that a little bit. You look back on that now and see that as being kind of a turning point, and that made a difference, or yeah, I think so because I learned that if you if you lurk, you're going to get hurt, and the internet is so big, you can find whatever you're looking for, whether it's positivity, negativity, and uh, I wasn't at my best a few weeks ago, and probably a lot of opinions online reflected that. And we're all human, so it doesn't ever feel great to read negative things about yourself. So I try to fill my time up with books and things that are way more beneficial to my mental health. Even though I do enjoy social media, I enjoy Instagram and all the funny things that come with it and the interaction that comes with the fans, but it can be a double-edged sword if you don't know how to monitor your viewing of certain things. You guys have had a lot of success at home, but not necessarily on the road this season. And this upcoming road trip is kind of a doozy with six games in nine days. But what's the, I guess, like mindset or approach after a win like this? I am so excited for this road trip. You understand, I haven't played in these cities in four years. So for me, it's like a breath of fresh air. To play in Toronto, where we played a championship series. To play in New York. To play in Philly. Uh, Milwaukee's a championship caliber team, so... I'm going to embrace the heck out of it, and I know our guys will as well. And uh, we're just going to give it everything we got and hopefully come out with a winning record because winning on the road has not been easy for us.
Can you take me through the play you were talking about earlier when you, you pin Tatum's block? Like, are you trailing him thinking, hey, I can get this off the glass? Or just how'd that play go? Um, I was trailing him, and it was just instinctual to go up there and try and block it. And luckily, I got a fingertip on it. And um, as a basketball player, when you pin someone's shot off the backboard, it's a an amazing feeling. And that's something I haven't felt in years. So I'm going to rewatch that one. That one felt really good. I can't even lie to you. Can you – remember maybe your favorite one you've done in your career or maybe the last one you remember doing i did one against the sacramento kings in 2015 i think 16 it just sounded like a brick hit the backboard and i can't really remember any other than that so but uh yeah man that was that was awesome there was a segment of game where draymond and kaminga were also in the game jalen brown was out there no tatum but then they kept you on jalen brown uh did you notice that and what does that mean to you like you go get the toughest guy by far even with draymond out there too that means a lot um i love to compete on both sides of the ball and tatum and brown are two of the better one-on-one players in the league so it's uh it's not easy when you're tasked with chasing those guys but it's what you cherish as a competitor is playing against the best of the best there's really nothing better you know, Jonathan was great against Utah. He was good again tonight, you know, specifically in that fourth quarter. What kind of spark did he give you guys tonight? A much-needed one, and John is such an incredible athlete, two-way player, and he's really carving out a nice role for himself on this team, and he does something spectacular, whether it's every game or every other game, like even tonight, going baseline and just dunking off vert on Tatum. That was incredibly impressive for a 20-year-old, so sky's the limit for him. You feel DiVincenzo gaining more of a rhythm with you guys? Yeah, love Dante. It's a heady, hard, hardworking player. You got that second in the fourth quarter. This you were and Draymond were on that second unit with Dante Kaminga, and trying to fig, figure out who the fifth one was. Jordan, obviously. You you like that group? That's that seems like a pretty potent yeah. possibility there. Oh, definitely. You can name anyone on the roster. You throw them out there, and you know Warriors Uni. I'm gonna love that group. Be uh, just us for a reason. Yeah, Clay Thompson there. Always great to hear from Clay, and, and Clay just you know, processing everything. I thought uh, especially enjoyed the answer about the upcoming road trip and the fact that he's so excited because you're right. you, you got to go all the way back to 2018, 2019 for Clay Thompson to play in a majority of, of those cities because of when he returned a year ago. Uh, it, it was January, and, and the Warriors were halfway through the season and, and had been to a lot of those cities already uh, at that point. Uh, and so, yeah, Toronto for the first time since the finals for Clay, you know, playing in, in that building going back to, uh, you know, 2019. I mean, that's that's almost four full years when, when you when you think about it on, on the calendar, playing in Madison Square Garden again, which has you know, got to be uh, among the, the the great thrills and playing against Milwaukee, which is a, a tremendous environment and, and where the Warriors have played a lot of a lot of games in the regular season against the, the Bucks team as they were on the come. Uh, and, and so, yeah, Philly is a great atmosphere. Uh, so and that, that's a that's a special energy, I think, that, that Clay takes out with him on the road. And, and to hear him say, hey, he's up for the challenge and ready to roll. The Warriors are going to need that. I mean, this is a this is a trip where, you know, it's been because of the way the Warriors played this week and, and losing the game in Utah, losing the game to Indiana. I think there is rightfully so a little bit more wonder or concern about the trip, given the, the two and 11 road record that the Warriors have to this point. But. You know, this is the kind of road trip to where if the Warriors can go and 
go three and three, go four and two. You know, if they can do that, it could really be a, a, a stepping stone and, and an uplifter, and, and even maybe be one of those turning points uh, on the trajectory of a of a season. Uh, as as the Warriors try and again build that record back up and, and separate from from five hundred again, uh, as they did tonight by inching one over after losing the last couple of games. So wrapping up here, uh, final couple of minutes, just taking a quick look at the standings with everything now final in the NBA for tonight. And Portland did win tonight uh, at home over Minnesota. So I mentioned both of those teams come in at 13-12. and 12. So Portland improves to 14-12, and 12, which is good enough to move into sixth. And the loss for Minnesota drops them down to 11th at 13 and 13. So the Warriors are are all the way up to 8th now in in the Western Conference, but again, just a half game separating 8th and 11th and and at this point uh, just four and a half games separating number 1 New Orleans and being out completely. Uh 11th right now Minnesota, four and a half games separating uh first from 11th in what is a jumbled jumbled Western Conference, again, with the Pelicans at the close of business, winners of six consecutive games, leading the pack at 17-8. and eight. All right, that'll do it for this one from the Warriors shop here in Thrive City. Uh, Warriors get the win over the Celtics, 123-107. to 107. Now, Thanks to uh, Sterling Bennett and everybody in our San Francisco studios. A tremendous job of one and all, cutting up the post-game press conferences and all the highlights you've heard throughout the evening here on 95.7. The game, great job. Uh, I will be back with you on Tuesday, opener of the road trip. Damon and Ratto will have Warriors live for you uh, for that one beginning at 3.30. Damon and Ratto with Warriors live, 3.30, Warriors in the Bucks on Tuesday, and then I'll have Warriors wrap-up for you for each of the six games coming up on this road trip. So uh, talk to you on Tuesday afternoon. Keep it locked here on 95.7 The Game tomorrow. We got you covered as far as the 49ers go as the Niners take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Should be a good one at Levi's tomorrow. So that'll do it. We'll talk to you on Tuesday. Big win for the Warriors, 123-107. to And you heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. Good night. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.